Where's Agent Barton? Hawk. Up in his nest as usual. Multiverse Monologues presents... Have a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. I'm making up for some lost time. Marvel's Hawkeye After Show. This is some Christmas. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Multiverse Monologues. I'm your host, Ben Rayside. I'm your co-host, Ethan Wetzloff. And today, we're going to be talking about Hawkeye, Episode 4. I think it's titled, like, Partners, aren't we? Or, like, something like uh, it's that. It's Partners, Am I Right? There it is. Yes. And it starts off right as Episode 3 ended with Jack Duquesne having the sword right up against Hawkeye's throat. And... As we predicted, it was not going to be a big confrontation. They were just going to sit down and have a talk. I'm pretty sure that was in the trailers, actually. Oh, yeah, Wasn't they it? just sitting down. Yeah, them just sitting down, and then Eleanor was like, I don't know, I you're going to be talking about an Avengers-level threat? Yeah. You know, and then they'd sit down, and nothing really happens. And actually, what we really get is a, a nice little scene between Jack and Eleanor. Mm. in that mm -hmm. scene and yep. I listen when I watched that scene I, I was I was cringing <laughs> I'll tell you this though so it was so we're talking about the dancing scene yes I think it was the perfect length because when I watched it the first time mm -hmm. I knew it was cringy but it wasn't too long like it was supposed to be cringy like that it only goes on for I think like 30 seconds mm. and yes it was cringy but it didn't go as long as I thought they were going to make it go. Like, they do a few twirls, and then she dips, and then it's over. I thought it'd be like a two-minute... I don't know. I didn't know how long it'd be. But I thought they handled it really well, if they wanted to do that. Yeah. So. I don't know. It, it was a great scene. Well, I mean... <laughs> for what it, was, for with... what it was trying to do, though, yeah. Yeah. establish that Jack was a good guy mm -hmm. and get us on that train of thought... It accomplished that because you can even see Kate's face. She's like smiling at Jack. Yeah, well, Eleanor like, right, has well, the maybe. biggest smile. Right. And so it's like, well, I never really seen my mom this happy before. Yeah. Maybe this is a good thing. Mm -hmm. And then later on in the episode, I mean, we're going to be talking full spoilers here. I mean, this is a pretty big episode. I, I, I think, I honestly think this is the best episode of the season so yeah. far. I really do. We're going to be talking about full spoilers, but I really do think that episode three is great but episode four elevates it just mm -hmm. a little bit because yes there's a scene and i guess we'll get to it in a little while between hawkeye and kate that mm -hmm. literally like floored me best acting such I think, a in, good scene yeah in any especially from clint dude he acts his heart out in that scene but anyway we're talking about the dancing scene right now and and we're led to believe that jack is is a good guy and spoilers for the whole episode but we find out that he is laundering money, I believe, for the tracksuit mafia. Kate's instincts were right. And this guy is, he has some part in the evilness that is the tracksuit mafia and what we hope to be Wilson Fisk. We don't get the reveal. I really thought this episode was the one where they were going to show that he was in it. In oh, the Kingpin? Scene. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't think that. So I still think that Jack has nothing to do with the tracksuit mafia but they said it even clint found i that think out. eleanor put jack's name down as that i think eleanor is using oh. using his name i don't think 
I genuinely think Jack is an innocent, good guy who's just a little suspicious. I don't think he has anything to do with the tracks. But it totally makes sense if he is the bad guy because he was at that auction. He wanted Hawkeye's sword. I don't think he wanted it. But it's too telegraphed. It's too telegraphed. Hmm. I, I guess, but I don't know. I my You can say that he's not evil. I'm going with he is evil. Yeah. Definitely. Right. And I think that Eleanor might have some part to play in it too. We even got that in the first episode when that old guy, Jack Duquesne's father, I think, is talking to her. You know, I have powerful friends. And she's like, well, you think I don't? Yeah. And it's like, well, clearly she's got something going on. And we don't know what happened to Kate's father either. So what what I was really surprised about in this episode is that there was so much that was not revealed that we know this coming mm-hmm. in the future. Yeah, it was very surprising. How because there's only two more episodes left in the whole show. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a lot left. Is Kingpin going to be like a big part of this show? Maybe not. Maybe he'll just show up and be a little bit of a big factor yeah. and just establish his presence. Or is he going to really like influence the ending of this show i feel like it's too abrupt you know if they bring in someone as big as kingpin kang kang was have... introduced last episode of loki yeah i guess that's true so maybe they're really trying to establish like the major villains of each like level of mm. or, or villainy i guess yeah. here's your street level boss like he's gonna be your big main antagonist on the street level and mm-hmm. then you have your avengers level threat and then you've got kang who's over everything, yeah, you know? Because, I mean, Secret Invasion's coming next year. That's going to be a big Avengers-level threat. But then Kang is for all time, you know? For all time, always. So, yeah. you know, I hey, listen, we're going to have to see how it goes, man. But, again, we've still got a long way to go, I feel like, in only two episodes. Yeah. Which I feel like these next two episodes have to be absolutely insane. I think so. And... You've heard all the rumors about how episode five is supposed to break Twitter. That's what they've been saying. Apparently, which is a, a high feat because a day later, yeah. uh, Spider-Man comes out. Yeah. So, <laughs> so either way, Twitter will be buzzing. Twitter will be buzzing, and and I will I will look at Twitter uh, after I see Spider-Man. Yeah. So me and Ben day. have uh, <laughs> made a vow to stay off social media till the sixteenth. Mm-hmm. We are five days away. Right now, from seeing uh, No Way Home, so we are off Twitter. We are off. I'm off TikTok. We are both going to go off Instagram. I'm off YouTube already. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't. I, <laughs> a loyal, loyal listener and my good friend Andrew Solo, he informed me today to stay off of social media. Do not look at the Spider-Man new uh tv spot because don't even look at the thumbnail and i did not your warning was well heated andrew i got off all social media after that and so i know nothing and i will hope to keep it that way i know i still have to use some youtube for uh, editing purposes yeah but uh we're off of those things so i i won't see anything on about hawkeye but i i will watch the episode on that day I'll, i'll have to wait till later on after work but i'm certainly very excited for how this episode leaves because one of the main things that we get, I mean, we're talking about that it hasn't done much, but we just got a huge reveal mm-hmm. at the end of this episode yeah. with the star of Black Widow, Yelena Belova, star, uh, played by Florence Pugh, 
at the end of this episode. I mean, we knew she was going to be in it because it yeah, was teased at the end of that movie, but it was still, I think it was a really good reveal. Imagine if we didn't know. I that, know. Though, if know? we didn't know the casting and didn't have that tease at the end of Black Widow, I think this reveal would have been absolutely insane. Because they all... play it like that, you know? They play it like, because she's she has her back turned to the screen and then she turns around to Kate Bishop and it's like, whoa. You're like, oh, no you're way. Like, right. It's supposed to be like that, but then you're like, Oh yeah, wait. Like I think even Sam said during it, she was like, "Oh yeah, isn't that uh, isn't that yeah, Yelena?" And I was like, "And I think everyone the, knows that." It would have been cool because we even saw like new rock stars broke down. They gave that little yes. trailer footage of her in the night vision goggles, right? And they knew right away that it was Yelena. It would have been cool yes. to find out that it was Yelena mm-hmm. when she used the widow's bite, yeah, on. Maya Lopez. Because that's instantly when I was like, all right, this has got to be Yelena. Because, yeah. I mean, it, at this point, it's all a theory until it's confirmed. Mm-hmm. But right when she hit her with the uh, the widow's bite, that was that was pretty epic. And I liked it. I, I like how she had, like, no lines either. She didn't say a thing. Yeah. All she did was shake her, like, she shook her head at Which Kate Bishop. I thought was interesting. Because as we were saying, there's two episodes left. Mm-hmm. They got a lot to do in those two episodes now. Especially with Yelena. Mm-hmm. Sure, she appeared, but nothing advanced her character. No. She still is out to get Clint. The only reason she jumped off that rooftop is because Kate had her in her sights and she was beaten. She had her dead to rights, man. Yeah. But <clears throat> I think what she did was she was like, you don't want to go down this path of, of killing people, you know, yeah. because, I mean, I've been down it and it's horrible. So... And she obviously gets out of here. And, and Clint, I love his line. He's like, they have sent a Black Widow assassin. This has gotten very real yeah. very quickly. You're done. Get out of here. Because at this point, I think it's more of just been a smaller scale. And having Kate there hasn't really been as much of a nuisance. Mm-hmm. And I think it's been good for him to help him deal with the trauma that he's been yeah. dealing with. I mean, clearly throughout this whole episode. And the whole series. Yeah, although really Kate is the reason he's now with his family. She put on the Ronin suit, which got the Ro- which got the tracksuit mafia on her tail. Ooh, tail. <laughs> but that Wait. wasn't her fault, though. Well, I mean, but that all of those actions are because of Clint, because he put on that Ronin yeah, suit throughout yeah. those five years. So it really is his fault. It's like he says in the trailers: "The past is caught up with me. Mm-hmm. I'm making up for some lost time." So it's like. He wouldn't be in this mess and he'd be with his family at Christmas if it wasn't for Kate. But he'd have to deal with these problems eventually. It just happens to be during the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. So, which is truly unfortunate. It really is. But, I mean, what can you do? And it, it's certainly making for some good television. Yeah. The Christmas <laughs> theme, though, is really working for me. And, yes, really the is. montage throughout this episode in particular was beautiful. And just, uh, I think it was Malikalikimaka yep. is the thing to say. And it was, they have the whole little uh, montage of her, they're setting up for Christmas. They teach her the, he teaches her the coin trick and she gets it like immediately pretty much, which I, it, it makes sense. And this episode, like it carries over. And I think this is Kate Bishop's best episode. And the scene we were talking about before when Hawkeye and Kate are talking together. And they finally sit down. It's after the montage. And, all right, what's the best shot you ever took? Well, it's the, 
shot I didn't take, you know? Mm -hmm. And then they're both talking back and forth. And he lays out the beautiful, like, this story of how he met Black Widow. And it harkens back to the conversation in Avengers. Do you know what it's like? And Clint says this. Do you know what it's like to have someone mess with your head? feel like there's no way out. Mm -hmm. And Black Widow says, you know that I do. And in this episode, he literally says, I think, I just had a feeling that she wanted out. It was, it's perfect, a perfect rendition of uh, an extension of that conversation. We now know more about that. You know, I wish they would have focused on that in the Black Widow movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. that I think would have made it for a better, better Black Widow movie. If they're going for a prequel, yeah. do that, mm -hmm. you know? I don't know. So that was really interesting, The how Clint said the best shot he ever took was the one he didn't. Because hmm. at the end of the episode, Kate Bishop, the new Hawkeye, has her bow pulled back, aimed at Yelena, quote-unquote, the new Black Widow. And oh she doesn't shoot her. I See, I didn't even pick that yeah, up, Yeah, what's man. the best shot he ever took? The one you didn't. Kate doesn't take that shot. The new Hawkeye looks at the new Black Widow uh -huh. and doesn't take the shot. Yeah. And See, I, I took that as she was telling, she was kind of showing Kate, like, you don't want to go down this road. That's really what that scene was about. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. That is so cool. It is really cool. And it makes that conversation, really, I think the best scene in the show, so much more important. And it really makes you see how Kate is pondering everything that clint tells her yes because this is her mentor mm -hmm. she loves this dude and she's really just taking it all in any advice he has mm -hmm. she's gonna consider and and we get grow from it. we get that in that conversation because clint goes all right go to bed get some sleep we got a big day tomorrow and she just gets up yes boss I, lo I, I love that because yes hawkeye is the senior member yes he's got more seniority and in this one we figure out that she, fi well, she figures out that he is, in fact, the Ronin costume. He has the Ronin costume, and it's him, you know, because he goes, "Is that, is that where you met Ronin? It's, it's you, isn't it?" Yeah. We all dealt with the blip in our own way. You know? And I think they play that scene really well, and the way I wanted them to play it, because I thought it would be a crazy reveal where she finds out her hero is Ronin. And mm. she gets really mad and upset at him. But no, they played it really yes, really nicely. There was no drama. She, You can tell Haley Steinfeld plays it really good. She is really disappointed. But it doesn't end the relationship there. There's no, like, quote-unquote breakup. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate the way they did that. And I like how after that, that she goes off and he, he takes out his earplug. Or his uh, hearing mm, aid. Yes. And... The sound design is so perfect for these scenes. The sound team is great. But we get flashbacks of his family blipping away. And, and Black Widow, you know, she, she eventually dies. You can see him dealing with this trauma. Some of the best stuff to deal with. I mean, we said it in the last episode as I was, I was editing through it and I was listening to us. We said it there, and I'll say it again, but seeing him deal with the tragedy that is those five years, mm -hmm. you know, as he says, we all dealt with the blip in our own way. And yeah. she was like, well, must, that must have been hard. And he goes, there are no words. Yeah. 
And the way he that's the that's what I want people to get is that Jeremy Renner is so much more than just an action star. Yeah. Like he the way he portrayed the emotions of Hawkeye in that scene is perfect. Perfect. His line delivery is so good. His acting in that scene is next level. Yes. And I love to see that from him. He's such a great actor. Mm -hmm. And we really haven't gotten that yet. But seeing it in the series just makes me so happy as part of the MCU. Yes. But, (laughs) yeah, my favorite part in that sequence is um, they're sitting there and they're watching George Bailey reunite. And it's a wonderful life. Yeah, with his kids. Yes. And that's the look on Clint's face seeing George Bailey get to see his kids again after they had vanished. Hug his three kids. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really an awesome parallel how they threw It's a Wonderful Life in there because it's really a similar situation. It's a perfect parallel. Your family is gone, you know. You see what life is like without all these people in your life. And it's like it would be horrible. Yeah. And so he gets back and he hugs his kids. That's what he wants to do Mm -hmm. right now. (laughs) I mean, dude, this show is really, really good, man, with two – Kind of not really stellar episodes to start us off. I mean, they were good. But yeah. these last two have been really on point. The, and I, I'm so excited to see The relationship between Clint and Kate yes. is so good right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, really impressed with Marvel. Is that they've, they have a male lead and a female lead. And they have... There's like no sexual tension you know if that's weird to say no it's not weird to say at all because i think that would get a little weird having this you know they've 35 40 year old dude with this basically teenager yeah they've done it so well with their two characters yes that it doesn't feel that way at all no it just feels like a guy who wants to protect this 20 year old you know Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting one of the things i really do like as well is the fact that they're not playing kate bishop as the new better version of Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's better and Hawkeye is I guess he's just old and aged. No, they're not playing it like that. It doesn't feel like they're pushing an agenda with this show at all. It's a natural just all the character motivations are perfect for what it should be. You have a character who idolizes Hawkeye and now she's getting a chance to work with Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. And he's reluctant as you would be as an Avenger who's dealing with this kid but it's all played out perfectly and he even says it in this episode you know thank you for doing that you mm-hmm. know I, I realize i'm not with my family but i really appreciate you being here in this time of r- hardship yeah they've they've really done such a great job with yes. that relationship and he is just her mentor like you see her still making silly decisions like in that end scene she runs off without him goes into the building mm-hmm. goes in a what she doesn't know is Maya's apartment. I like that. I like that. Um, the flashlight on the arrow, on the on the uh, bone arrow. Oh yeah. She had. She was looking through that office, and she had that flashlight. <laughs> it's something I never thought I'd see. It's kind of a small detail, but it's something I never thought I'd see. In and the okay, go ahead. I love her banter in that scene too, when she's like, "You ever got a bow problem?" This thing, like she says, like it's massive or something. Like, yes. Oh yeah, mine's collapsible. It's like, oh, like he's teaching her stuff. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I really, really do love their dynamic. So when they're on this roof, because this kind of confused me, you have Hawkeye and Kate Bishop uh-huh. there together. And then you have Maya Lopez, mm-hmm. Echo, and then you have Yelena. Yeah. They're all up there. 
But I and I think Hawkeye and and uh, Kate Bishop think that those two are in league together. Yeah, but I don't think that's the case. No, they're not. You see, because Maya swings in from the zip line, yeah, kicks Yelena right in the face. Yes, like they're and Yelena Widow zaps her. You know. Yes. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> am I correct in saying that Yelena is there? to get revenge on Hawkeye and find out what's going on. And Maya is just there to protect her home from two invaders. Yeah. Which are Hawkeye and Kate. Mm -hmm. And maybe she thought Yelena was thrown in there somehow too as an invader or something. Maybe she just wanted a good fight. I wish we saw Yelena attack Hawkeye from the beginning because you only get the scene from kate's point of view in the uh, earpiece yeah and he's fighting her and and then it cuts up to him and he's fighting i'd like to see how that scene started off you know so i don't know if yelena's trying to kill hawkeye right now or maybe she's just trying to get answers because if he's on the rooftop pierced over looking at True. kate she could have just sliced his neck right, right. there and killed him. Or even easier. She needed him. information or something. I think so. She wants to talk to him, see what happened to But is it for her own goals of getting information on her sister? Or is it for, um, I think her name is Val. Yeah, who's who's Val working for? That's the question. And I think, I don't think she's in league with Kingpin. I think that's a separate deal. Yeah. But she's obviously recruiting these I don't want to call them heroes, anti-heroes. That's what I want to say. Yelena, we saw her recruit uh, John Walker mm -hmm. in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I don't think she's been a part of anything else. But we have seen her in two things Yeah. now. And so she's obviously going to be a part of something. And in the comics, she is Madam Hydra. Is this going to be a new Hydra group? Or are they trying to build towards a dark Avengers storyline where... Uh, Thunderbolt Ross is kind of because in the comics mm -hmm. he's the leader of that yeah. or team I, I think or oh no I think it's actually Norman Osborn which is interesting but I think they're going to go that route but it's going to be interesting to see how Hawk because I, I think She-Hulk will play into this a little mm. bit okay yeah I wouldn't doubt that she shows up in that show I think a good amount of these Disney Plus shows will connect to each other more than we think well and that's and that's the thing with these shows is they're not really here to tell their own story as they are to expand the Marvel Universe. And, well, hey, this is just the next chapter in the Marvel Universe, you know? It's its own thing, but kind of like the movies, it's part of a series, you know? Yeah. So it's not just, like, I if they do a season two of Hawkeye, it's going to have its own focus and be its own thing and not a direct continuation of this. Whereas... I think that's the same case with Loki now. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's its own thing, but it's also part of a greater narrative where they have to really tie this into not only other shows, but other movies as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which is I mean, that's why we that's why we love Marvel. Uh, everything because ties together and connected. it's awesome. Right. Yeah. And if you're into Star Wars, <laughs> Every little detail connects to every little detail. Star Wars is way hard to do it with because there's so much crap. <laughs> every character that appears in a Star Wars episode <laughs> has seven pages devoted to them on Wikipedia. Which is epic. That is epic. Keep it going. They all have so, so much backstory. But it's that's, insane. that's why Marvel is as popular as it is because yeah. they've made that so easy to digest. They have, yes. 
and they're not direct they don't directly take anything out of the comics some of the stuff they do but they adapt different storylines yeah which makes it so even if you're the biggest comic expert there's still things you're not gonna know and things that are gonna surprise you yeah let me ask you a question do you think that kingpin will play a huge part in the show at the end or is he just gonna because if teases are led to be believed he's only going to show up in the end credits of next episode which wouldn't give him a lot to do mm -hmm. and only establish him as presence yeah. as a presence or is he going to show up and be this huge like he's going to be the main villain at the end or maybe he'll kill eleanor at the end and really like she was just a pawn or whatever you know be his old yeah big evil self or is he just going to be in it as an establishing thing or is he not even going to be in it? That end credit scene is it. That's all we get of Kingpin. Yeah. And we know that Just he's the there. Tease. But that's it. That's all we get. We know he's running everything, but he's not necessarily the big bad no. of the series. Yeah, no, I think the big bad has already appeared in the series. I think it's either Eleanor or, like you think, Jack Duquesne is a bigger role. I think Jack Duquesne is a red herring. Okay. But Eleanor, I think, could potentially be revealed as the biggest bad the universe because in the elevator scene she's talking to clint it's like you're gonna stop looking into this right he's like i'm not gonna stop i can just guarantee that your daughter stays safe so why would she want him to stop so bad right it's because he's gonna figure out something that she doesn't want him finding out so i think I don't, kingpin could tie into it but there's definitely a s second person up there with kingpin that has already appeared in the show and already it's eleanor you know that's that's my theory it's eleanor and she see now that to me is not as satisfying if she is the main villain of this story of hawkeye i don't i don't know i just don't see that as very satisfying but we have gotten that before a not very satisfying villain <laughs> in falcon and winter soldier yeah. I, I think any, everyone can agree that I, I would say that she's probably the worst oh what was her name i forget her name I can't was it remember. Carrie or Carly? No, Carly? Carly. Yeah. Carly. There we go. Carly. Carly curly haired. Morgan Thal or something like that. I don't know. She was the worst villain, I think, in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. But yeah. I think having Eleanor as the main villain would be really unsatisfying. Hmm. I don't know. I, Why is that? I, what needs to. Who needs to be the villain? I think to it just needs you? to be a bigger. Uh, like a, a, a big villain, you know? Like. In 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 uh, Wandavision, you have uh, a witch, Agatha Harkness. It makes sense that she's the villain because she is opposite Wanda. In Falcon and Winter Soldier, it makes sense that it's um, this terrorist, basically. Because yeah. I mean, that's kind of who they're dealing so with. But why? Eleanor hasn't shown that she's a villain at all, and we only have but two that's episodes. A, that's left. a mystery of it. But we've only we only have two episodes left, so. I mean, she's not going to – I do think we need something bigger. I mean, maybe have Echo take more of a – well, because – but they're doing her show too mm -hmm. later on. So do we think that Echo and Yelena are going to team up with Hawkeye and Kate Bishop? I think that would be sweet. I think that would be really sweet. But like we said, Echo was raised by Kingpin. True. He was raised by her uncle. But if they do her show, do you think that – she will be a hero or if she's going to stay a villain i think she's a hero. hero 
The way that I do they've think played so her already in Hawkeye yes. is she's a sympathetic antagonist Agreed. right now. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything from her that convinces me she's a villain. Mm. Ronan kills her father. That is an insane motivation, you know? But I, why don't you think Eleanor being the big bad would be satisfying? What about Eleanor isn't satisfying to you? Because she's not uh, an established villain in the comics at all. She's just Kate's mom. So, or maybe she is, and I just don't know. But, well, there, I'd the like, theory is, is she's mad at Mask. I, see, I don't even know who that is. I don't either. But I know that she can be a big villain. But I'd like it to be a villain who, like, I at least know about, you know? Or have it be something recognizable, you know? Yeah. Because the only but villain But this that is I a street-level show. Wouldn't they, the big villain be a street-level villain? Then have it be Kingpin. Or... Or maybe have Punisher be in it. Or someone like someone that has a recognizable IP. I just don't think... I think she may be evil. I just don't think she's going to be the big bad. No, Kingpin is the big bad. He's going to be pulling the strings. But like we were saying, how big of a role will Kingpin have in the show? If he only has a small amount yeah. and Eleanor has the final battle with Hawkeye. Like who, who are they going to face... In the end, because she's not going to be that hard to yeah, take down. Yeah, I'm really interested to see what the conclusion of the show is. Right. Because right now there's the tracksuit mafia stuff going on. There's Maya Lopez. But then there's nothing else. I don't know mm-hmm. what the big final conclusion of the show will be. I Clint's got to get home for Christmas. He's got to, you know. That's the show. He needs to be with his family on Christmas Day. That's a, that's what I need. All right. All right. <laughs> I, well, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't go that route. Yeah. Because one of the things that I realize is this move, this this show takes place two years after Endgame, and I don't think that I don't think that a No Way Home takes place that far after Endgame, because yeah. Far From Home takes place Far From Home doesn't take place two years after Endgame. It takes place a semester after the blip. And there we go. And we know that No Way Home is a direct continuation. Of Far From Home. So these two... I don't think these two projects can coincide. Mm-hmm. I really don't think. We, we discussed that in one of our previous videos. But I was like, maybe something will happen to Clint and Kate that they get pulled into some kind of alternate reality or something to like that. To end the show? Something like huh. that. I, well, that, I think I don't it think would be would... really sad and tragic if he didn't go get to be home with his family at the end of the show. Yeah. Well, you were talking about how last week, when they first premiered the episodes, they aired two, mm-hmm. and you were saying how that is so that the fifth episode. And now I don't think that's possible. Yeah, you were saying because the fifth episode comes out the fifteenth, right? On the sixteenth, we see No Way Home. But I think they aired it that way because then the following Wednesday, which will be what. It'll be pretty close to Christmas. Third, the day before Christmas. Yeah, Christmas Eve. Eve. Right. Yeah. So I'm thinking that's why. They wanted the finale to air very close to Christmas. Interesting. Okay. Because it's going to no, be, that makes sense. It's gonna be a Christmas conclusion. Because then he goes home to his family. Yes. And yeah. then we as the viewers can have a peaceful Christmas. With, knowing that with Hawkeye. Clint. Yes. Right. Knowing that Hawkeye got home to his family. You know what? I do want that now. Yeah. Okay. You were... Yes. We are theorizing about why episode five would come out when it's coming out before yeah. No Way Home. Mm-hmm. But then I was sitting down thinking, no, episode 
it's not about episode five. It's about when episode six comes out. Plus, you don't want Christmas Eve. You don't want right. the ending of this Christmas show to air after Christmas either. That makes sense. Yep. So yeah, you want the conclusion of it right before Christmas. Dang, they did a, they did a pretty good job with that, man. <laughs> yeah, they did. That makes sense. Very cool. All right. Interesting. Yeah, I thought hmm. this whole episode was just really good, and they they really just took a step down from last week. Last week was huge, yes. explosive. We mm -hmm. loved it, and it was mid season. Yeah. If you want to call it that, six episodes, but but this episode, the slow character moments, yep. the emotion, is just so good, That's and I really appreciate them for just sitting down, taking the time, giving us this Clint Barton, Jeremy Renner acting, that is just top notch. The his, just look at his face, in that whole scene with him and Clint on the couch. Mm -hmm. He portrays the emotion so well. Yep. It's it's a, a beautiful thing, man. It, and it's something that a lot of Marvel projects don't do, I feel like. They don't let themselves have these serious moments. They got to play it off as a joke because what's the most important thing? I feel like that's what they prioritize most in their in their shows. They they have a checklist of a formula basically when they go to the theaters. You know, they got to have serious moments, but they don't want it to get too serious and have people be bogged down by all of the dramatic mm -hmm. stuff that's going around. So you got to uh, so throw some jokes in there. You know, Endgame, which should have been... And I don't mind the humor in Endgame at all. I think it's played really well. But you couldn't just have that movie be all serious. You know, you got to throw in some jokes there. And I think that is used to great effect in some movies and... Not great effect in yeah. other ones. But they're not using humor to really interrupt serious scenes in this show at all. Yeah. They're it's... using humor, but it's when it's... But it's all, like, really good situational humor. Yes. So the Clinton-K the Clinton -K dynamic is so good. They're sitting right after uh, Jack catches Clint in the house. They're mm -hmm. sitting down at the table. And Kate's just sitting there all happy. Yeah, we're partners. He's like, she, she's not my partner. That, yes. That's all awesome. Mm -hmm. Th their dynamic is just great. We've said it a million times, but it is. It's just so in enjoyable to watch. My best, the my a scene that actually made me laugh was <laughs> when she's writing down. It's like you need to get the police <laughs> off my back, and she's writing with that driver's. And he was like, uh, "Yeah, we don't really have to worry about that right now. Are you sure that's dry erase?" And she was like, Ugh. "And just <laughs> it just that right there." Boom. It's I love perfect. that they're, her aunt's just out of town, and they're just crashing. Her, they're not even going back to the fact that her apartment just burned down. I know. They're not even. Well, she's rich. She and don't the, worry about that. The tracksuit mafia would track her down if she goes back there. Yes. So I think they're just sidelining it right now. Mm -hmm. Overall, a really, really solid episode of Hawkeye. Another one. And I really think we are going to only get better from here because mm -hmm. five and six need to be and should be pretty insane we know we're going to get king fat i mean you think about this dude next week if the rumors are true and it is only at this point rumors we will get four amazing characters returning to the fold mm -hmm. toby mcguire's andrew uh toby mcguire's spider-man andrew garfield's spider-man charlie cox's daredevil and vincent d'onofrio's wilson fisk all in the same week in two days. Can you believe that? <laughs> That's insane. I saw that post right before I deleted it. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. We 
Big question yep. with this episode is what the heck is the Rolex? Yeah, see, that is something that I really didn't think about that much. But they got it from the Avengers compound, if my uh -huh. memory serves yeah. me correctly. Yes. So what is the deal with that thing? Why was it so important? I really don't know. It like, ties someone's identity to something. That's what we know. Yeah. I don't know. I just – that plot point kind of went over my head hmm. a little bit. You know? I, I think that's the most important thing we got this episode. And I think that is too. Yeah. But I don't really know. I think more will definitely be revealed. But I, we get that scene where she's talking – Hawkeye's wife. Yes. He's talking with her. Uh -huh. And then she starts speaking in that language. I think it's German was or she Russian. A, was she a black widow? We don't know. Dude, I have no idea what's going on with Because that's Laura. immediately what I thought. Yeah. She started speaking in that term. And I was like, so hold on. The way I interpreted it, because he was talking to Kate over yeah. the comm system about the watch. And Kate's like, what the heck is this? And he says, the watch ties that to someone hmm. who's been out of the game for a while. And then next thing Kate finds is a list of Clint's entire family in the apartment. So I think that watch is somehow tied to Laura in some way. But we don't know what she was. Do you think it's Hawkeye's wife that it's tied to? Her watch? Uh, that's her watch. Yeah. Really? That's what I think. Because immediately when she found out the Ronin, or in this episode, he's talking about the Ronin suit, how he got the sword back and yeah. the um, suit back. And immediately her first question is, what about the Rolex? What about mm -hmm. that role? Out of everything in an Avengers compound, all the high-tech stuff they have in there, all the weapons they probably had in there. First thing she asked about is this Rolex. There's something special about that Rolex, something special about it that ties it directly to Laura Barton. Mm. And I saw this really screen crush. Shout out to screen crush. Or screen ran, actually. Or are they separate? Yeah, screen crush. They're, they're separate. The guy on there had an awesome theory how – I don't believe it, but how uh, – no, that's dumb. That doesn't make sense. What was Basically it? is that Laura once wore the Ronin costume. But I'm thinking about it right now. So we don't know when Ronin first appears. We just know that Clinton – Clint picks right, it up during why the – why make that – He picks it up during the blip. Why do that? As if in a way to honor your wife's old mm. ways, you know? Okay. You know? Yeah, so because it does. he lost her, so maybe that's his way of picking that back up. She was doing this. Now I'm going to do this. Whoa. Yeah. Huh. Whoa. That is really interesting. That is really interesting. <laughs> Whoa. That when would I heard totally him, fit. Yeah, when I, I heard him say that. I satisfied with that. I was like, holy cow, that is really good theory. Dang. I had to think about it, though, for a second. But no, it it makes it sense works. to me. It it's either she's that's it's I don't know. She there's something more to Laura. Why would she worry about that? The watch. Right. What is this watch? We have no idea. I don't know. I have no idea. That's gonna be very interesting. I'm that's that honestly is what intriguing me most about the show is what is the watch. What intrigues me the most is how Hawkeye will end. Yeah. This show, how he will end. I mean, he's obviously. I think more more credence to he's going to make it out. But 
how in what way will that leave him in the Marvel universe? You know, yeah. Is he just really gonna stay retired this time? Because he said that a million times. He's done it a million times, but he keeps having to come back. So, is he gonna stay retired, or is he gonna have some kind of role going forward? You know. I have no idea. I'm not sure where they're gonna take his character or how they're gonna end this show. Because clearly, if the big bad is Kingpin. They're not going to kill Kingpin. Hawkeye's always going to have a target on his back. They better not. <laughs> so the main thing is, I think Maya is the driving force of finding out who Ronan is. Hmm. So the main thing is clearing things up with Maya. Because Maya clearly has a big influence in the tracksuit mafia. Okay. So I think he has to clear things up with Maya, and then he'll be able to go home. That makes sense. Because the only reason he's not home now is because he wants Kate to be safe. He doesn't want her to get murdered by the tracksuit mafia because so he just has to clear things up get the ronin deal settled mm -hmm. and then he can go home yes. but i don't know how they're going to get there or what they're going to do to accomplish that hmm. all very interesting questions that we will hopefully get answers to yes i know in i'm the next i'm uh, pumped for these next, next two episodes they're going to be, be awesome they really are i'm you know all of our attention goes to spider-man yeah <laughs> rightfully so I won't discredit that at all, but we've got a top tier show plan right around it, which is, it's unfortunate. Because it is really, really a, such a good show. It and really is. Weird. There are a bunch of people saying this is the best Disney Plus show. Respectfully disagree. And I do say Loki is phenomenal. It is so good. Mm -hmm. And it's top notch up there. But to me, just emotion wise, I think this show beats Loki. I disagree, but Let's I can see why. Right I now. can totally see why. I mean, this last episode, especially the whole scene with her, with uh, her and Clint talking about Natasha, was great. They, mm -hmm. th his emotion was his emotions were awesome. I just think I I connected more with Loki. Mm -hmm. No, show. I think Loki is a better show, but I think mm -hmm. emotionally wise and connecting with the character, I'm connecting with Clint Barton way more than mm -hmm. I connected with Loki. I can totally respect that. Mm -hmm. I, t I totally get that. Um, but I, if these next two can really blow me out of the water, it might hold a candle to Loki. It's just the final two episodes of Loki were gold. Well, I think gold. every episode of Loki was awesome. There was that. I think the the, the third, third episode, the third episode yes. was the worst one. Yeah. But I still think it wasn't. Even it bad. was. It was good. Yes. So Loki, every episode was great. We get Loki singing in the third episode. Yeah. So that, that should carry itself. <laughs> so <laughs> that was beautiful. No, every episode of Loki was great. And it brought us to a place where we didn't know in the MCU. Mm -hmm. We kind of we really know where Hawkeye is in the MCU. But it, that's a testament to the show because it's so good. Yeah. And so if this can really knock our socks off, like they're saying, it will like break Twitter on Wednesday. <laughs> um, maybe. But we will just have to wait. We will. And, uh, and see. I'm, Marvel again, dude. Every week. Mm -hmm. All the content we're getting. Not only are we getting huge, awesome movies. We're getting these small TV shows that are still just great. Mm -hmm. Good quality. Just good content all around. You say small. But, you know, with, with the likes of Loki, I, I don't think you can get bigger than that. Mm -hmm. You know? You're talking about the whole of the multiverse at that point, you know? So you get these shows, but it's like 
it's it's areas where we really need to flesh out certain characters or certain ideas or certain stories. Mm-hmm. And I think they're really picking some good places to do that. I think the only place that that's failed was in Falcon and the Winter yeah. Soldier. Which really was just a arc to set up Sam as the new Hawkeye, mm-hmm. which could have been a couple episodes. We Sam as the new Captain which, America. Yeah, and yeah. What did I say? I said Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah, I didn't mean yeah, that. No, but even what if you could tell it had a purpose in explaining and telling people, okay, this is this this is the multiverse. This is there's different characters, there's different variants of people, mm-hmm. and it was kind of familiarizing ourselves with the fact that yes, there are variants. There is there there are different Spider-Man out there. There are different versions of Hawkeye and Black Widow, and that's on different universes. So that had a purpose, which I think is really vital to the multiverse of madness coming up. Yes, and even I think despite because even if there isn't a huge multiverse collide, it's it's just good to know that this is the multiverse. This is what's mm-hmm. happening in the multiverse. And this is what could happen if it is opened up. Like Absolutely. A, a Infinity Ultron could come out. That's insane. That's a huge threat, mm-hmm. even if we don't see it. Yeah. So it's just good to know that. And yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I don't think we even needed that show because we didn't. at the end of... Uh, Endgame, mm-hmm. he gives Sam the shield. And we're like, okay, he's the new Captain America. It's established right there. But Boom. then you start the beginning of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Sam has given the shield to a museum. Mm-hmm. And it's just, sure, you get to see normal human life as an Avenger. But I think it just really wasn't absolutely necessary. No, it wasn't. I th- it, was, it was ultimately a waste of, uh, a waste of time. Uh, I don't really, <laughs> I don't know. I, I am very critical of that show, and I won't get into it here. We're talking about Hawkeye and how good that show is. But um, I think that show could have been uh, uh, way better. But I, I think I think that wraps it up. I think we've really talked this one uh, into the ground. Yeah. Rightfully so, because it really it really deserves it. it great, great episode uh, of Hawkeye. So uh, let us know what you thought down below. Um, really give us your theories on how Kingpin will factor into this. Let us know if you think Eleanor's a villain. I, I, really, I really don't think she's going to be the big bad. But uh, again, let us know what you uh, let us know what you think. Uh, Ethan, how how can how can fans send uh, feedback? All right, so you can send us feedback. You can DM us on Instagram at Multiverse Monologues. You can contact us at, contact us on Twitter at Multiverse Talks, and our Gmail is Multiverse Nine Three Two One at gmail.com yeah I'll get that memorized one of these days yeah but yeah if you got anything to say any comments about our podcast things we can do better critiques just things you'd like us to cover or talk about more like say there's something about this episode that we didn't touch on at all just email us and we'll make sure to touch on it next episode absolutely so uh, I think that does it for uh, this week's episode and um, uh, this is Ben Rayside this is Ethan Westloff and we hope that you guys Have an absolutely fantastic day.